Welcome to Life List, a birding podcast. Hello and welcome, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Life List, a birding podcast. I am George Armistead here with Alvaro Jaramillo. Alvaro, what's going on? I'm here again in Antarctica, <laughs> still, because this is it's a long trip. Um, but uh, we, you know, if I, so let's just look out the window, George. Yeah. I'd describe this. It's a, if you've seen snow and you live like, let's say you live in the north, you're a Canadian or Minnesota, and you've seen a bunch of snow. Think about everything, like mountains, huge mountains covered in what looks like, I'd say, 100 feet of snow. You know, something like that. Um, it it's insane, and there's icebergs, and there's snow petrels. There's a lot of snow petrels. A lot right. of snow petrels. Yeah, no, it's a crazy scene. We're we're actually we're cruising out of Nico Harbor here, and um, and we're heading back uh, towards the uh, the west side of the Antarctic Peninsula. It's a lot of white. <laughs> You know, snow and ice-covered mountains, a lot of glaciers glowing, you know, with cracks and crevices that are bright blue, um, and a lot of icebergs around that the captain is nimbly navigating around. And sometimes you hit one, and it kind of, you know, actually sort of shakes the ship a little bit, and it kind of vibrates. Yeah. And uh, I think they call those growlers. Growlers. They they growl through, you know, that whole... Yeah. But... uh, uh, it's good. We've learned about a lot of different ice, what, from, ice. Gr- from growlers to bergy bits to pancake ice to fast ice to tabular bergs, a lot yeah. of different kinds of ice. Of ice. And um, the other thing is that you've been to the Rockies in the north and you've seen a mountain, kind of snow peak, and then a glacier flowing through the middle of it. Here you can't tell. Where the glacier is, and where just the snow and everything starts, it's just all white. So sometimes you'll see like bits of the mountain are cracked in a way that suggests like, okay, that's actually a glacier and it's flowing and it's cracking. But there's other places that look like thick, thick, thick snow, and you think, well, why is that not a glacier? You know, those questions kind of come up um, in, in understanding how all this works. But it's just huge amounts of snow versus flowing ice, which is a glacier. And um, also, you know, we, we get to have glacial ice in our drinks. Yes. Which is kind of nice. Yes. Our, our, very clear ice. Our <laughs> friend Whitney ice. just had, she just taught the bartender how to make a Negroni, so she had herself a glacial Negroni, which Ooh. I have to say sounds rather tasty. I, mm-hmm. might, I might have to mm-hmm. get one of my, my one for myself a little later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's um uh, the noise of the you know just sort of the sounds of being here in a quiet environment. You know, we went out in in Zodiacs and shut the engines off, and you can sort of hear cracking and moving and wind. Yet it's so beautiful that you, you cannot imagine this exists. You yeah, cannot imagine. I I was talking to my wife. Kristen earlier and she was saying you know when I tell people that you're in Antarctica right now they act like they do a double take like at first they're like oh yeah he's in in Antarctica and then they're like what like what Antarctica yeah it's like I think it is one of these places maybe the only place really where 
you tell people you're going there and they think they look at you like you're going to a different planet. Right. And or they go, yeah, right. Come on. Right. What like nobody of, goes what there. What part of Jersey are you going to this week? <laughs> come on. You're not going to Antarctica. George. Yeah. You. Yeah. No. yeah. No, they don't believe, you know, and it's, yeah. and then, and I have to say that being here also, it is, it's difficult to, uh, it's difficult to describe because it's pretty, it's pretty surreal looking. It does look like something. I, a lot of it looks like it's out of a sci-fi film, you know, right. some crazy sci-fi film. So, so, you know, George, if, if the one thing you would never do given this ice scape is go for a swim around here. Right? Yeah. You but would think, you would you think. think. Yeah. But there's people who are insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. And uh, perhaps some of you have heard of the polar plunge. It happened today. And since we needed to record it, we needed to be, you know, completely, you know, 100%. We did not do it ourselves, but we did watch people doing this. My God. And I was, I was, I was, you know, I was worried that some of these people's like, you know, tickers were going to go, you know. Did you see the, the nurse had the defibrillator out right, right by the door right. just yeah. in case? I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it, it. It's a shock to the system. Like shock, yeah. you can see it on the faces. You know, they yeah. jumped with big smile for the camera, and then they get in the water. And they're like, "Oh my god!" You know, yeah. they're like just like racing to get out of there. And um, yeah, so so we watched. I think it was thirty six people today right. of, of of our gang here on board, and they all descended the gangway, got onto that little this little platform right, pretty much at water level there, and then leaped into the what. 39 degree, 40 degree water, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like two Celsius. Yeah. Like two that. Celsius. Yeah. yeah. And, and then they were attached to a harness and a rope so that they, you know, should, they, should anything have gone awry, they could right. have been retrieved quickly. Right. And there was a, our part, some of our team, um, were, were nearby. You know. Right. I was, but Hey, I gotta say, I was really worried. Peter Katzler was was on there, and he's like a world, world big lister. And he's yeah, number one on eBird, num yeah. number one, you know. And I, I was thinking, like, this better not be where the list ends, you know, because that'd be awful, but, you know. But what a way to go! Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but true. He, he did, he did fine. Oh, he was aces. Yeah, he, he had no aces, problem. No yeah. problem. He came yeah. out, you know. Yeah, and uh, more lifers to see. So, yeah, my yeah. my favorite one, I think, was the girl that jumped in. And they were taking photos. The oh, yeah, staff yeah. photographer was taking photos of everybody, and he missed her picture. Mm -hmm. And so he said, no, you, you know, we need you to do it again if you want the picture. And she did it again, and and so he could get the picture. But she had to do it twice, man. Twice. I, her, her face was like, no. Yeah, when she got back on the platform, the expression on her face was like, You've got to be kidding me! I got to mm -hmm. do this again, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I—I I have to admit, I was dying for when I was dying for the photographer. Be like, sorry, one more time, you know. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> I was really hoping he would make that joke, but yeah, did not, did not, would did not have gone over well. I don't think it would have been appreciated. Yeah, I—I got to say that I—I um, I contemplated that doing it. I actually brought my. You know, my little swimming trunks. Oh, wow. You were Not a Speedo. Not yeah. a Speedo. Well, that's good. Th and thank you on behalf of the rest of the ship. Right. For, right. Yeah. Regular one. Yeah. yeah. Big old shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought, yeah, that'd be cool, whatever. But I, I thought, you know, it might be a deception island where the water is a little warmer because it's a volcanic vent. Because that's what I was thinking might be happening. And when it was just out in the middle of nowhere, like jumping off the back of the ship, 
Um, you know, I said, I don't know. And I think one always has to keep something for the next trip. Right? That's right. That's uh, right. Something. You I, just I'm telling something. myself the same thing. Also, right. like, there's a little piece in the back of my brain that was like, what if there's, like, orcas or a leopard seal that just, like, right. grabs me by the ankle and, dry, right. and like, decides to, like... Yeah, cuts that cord between you and... Yeah. Them. What if he did that, you know? Like, I mean, these guys are strong and everything. What a way to go. Yeah, that no, that's be, true. That what a way be, to go. Be a, be a heck of a story for everybody else, I, I suppose. Yeah. Remember, uh, you know, we have rules with sharks. You punch their nose. You know, but orcas, what do you do? Yeah. Like, I guess when you punch the shark, does that, it affects their ampullae of Lorenzini? Is that's that, right. Yeah. <laughs> that it, it stimulates the ampullae of Lorenzini. Mm-hmm. Everybody can mm-hmm. Google that. Yeah. And uh, it shocks them mm-hmm. and they, they leave. But an orca, you know, what are you going to do? Other than put like a stick in its mouth, kind of like in the cartoon, you know, so it can't close, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. You're, yeah. you're done. No, it's that's a tricky one. It's and, a real tricky and one. Leopard seals. No. They're like it's like a lizard's head on a mammal. And uh like a really mean lizard. Yeah. Know, kind of a, um don't like those things. Yeah. They're I've like not seen one yet. I I like seeing them from a distance, not attached to my ankle while I'm doing a right. polar punch. That's that'd be so yeah. D- if you're here, if you come here, contemplate all the variables of yeah. doing the polar plunge before you do them. Definitely don't listen and, to and us. Bring a good outfit because they're taking pictures. Yeah, there were and there were some pretty good outfits. I know. People, there's one without an outfit. That's true. There was say. well, it was, it was a like, birthday suit. It was yeah, a birthday suit. That's right. Yeah, that suit. Yeah, yeah, it was like, a birthday suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, um, yeah, the polar plunge was pretty ridiculous, um, but. Um, I'm curious, Al, to get your take on the Zodiac cruise we did here in Nico Harbor in the afternoon. Now, my understanding is that on your pelagic trips in California, you see a lot of humpback whales. Yes. And today we saw a good number overall throughout the day, actually. We saw quite a few pods um, you know, kind of gently puffing away at the surface as we rolled down the Gerlash Strait here before we got to Nico Harbor. And even in once we got here, Nico Harbor, on our Zodiac cruise, we had uh, some nice sightings. But you were saying this is like, it's almost like seeing a different animal, seeing it here. Yeah. It, the, I couldn't believe it. So it's, there's ice everywhere. The, the place has no waves, you know, it's tamped down because there's, well, there's no wind today. But also it's a harbor, kind of bay, and then there's ice that's also tamping down the movement of the water. So the last thing you're going to expect is a whale. It's going to be sitting there in the little patches of open water. Between all the birds. Between all the birds and stuff, and it's kind of moving around. And they, they were there, but their their behavior was totally different. Like, they weren't just, like, moving around. And they would come up to breathe on the surface and just sit there like logs. And just, uh, which it's called logging, right? Yeah. And they just would breathe. And every so often you get the, the, the hump back, you know, the real bend in the in the, the body. And, the, you know, and the tails never came up because I don't think it was that, that deep. No. Right, the flukes. Yeah. So they would dive down and, and probably there's, like, patches of krill down here that they're eating right under the ice and they were just sort of feasting on that and they would come up 
And they're just so quiet and hanging out. And you could get up there on the Zodiac, like, you know, like a manatee or something, you yeah. know, like some kind of, they were not like whales, you know? No. Yeah. We, we ended up close to two animals. We, you know, we didn't know they were there at first. Mm -hmm. uh, there was, we'd seen one other one where we were, we kind of snuck up and got fairly close to it, but we were mm -hmm. looking at other stuff. We were looking at a, at a crab eater seal. We were, and while we were looking at this crab eater seal, all of a sudden we hear this, right. you know, this big, yeah, this big blow. And then we realized there was two animals and they were close by and they, and, and they must've I don't know, just come from a short ways away and they were doing the same thing. The logging you're talking about just, they started floating at the surface and just blowing and, and, and we shut off our Zodiac engine and just, and we all just kind of listened mm -hmm. and uh, pretty magical scene. Yeah. It's, it's neat. And krill too. You know, I was, I was thinking about krill in that these, these animals are right next to shore here eating krill and crab eater, crab eaters are are krill eaters actually more than I mean. Yeah, they, they don't the really name. they don't really eat crabs. No, yeah. it's, it's a name, right? Yeah. But they have these funny teeth, and they use them actually to sort of you know Filter. like filters. Yeah, krill, and there are four kinds of krill here. Like again, they vary in size, and these things are little shrimp. They're actually called euphacids, and the euphacid shrimp or and. Um, California, we have krill, but krill tends to be like you'll see it ten miles offshore, twenty miles offshore. You know, you, you'll get these patches of of krill that happen, and here it's right, right next to shore. So you you can have penguins. You know, ooh, just had a you just hit a berg there. <laughs> hit one of those growlers. Yeah, hit one of those it. growlers. Boom! Yeah. Like a little earthquake, um, and the, that also just sort of. Um, interest, you know, piqued my attention that it's like, you think krill is krill, whatever you, you, you know, it has a certain way of being, but it doesn't, it's, it's different in California. It's different here. And, and I'm sure that where you live, you probably don't have krill at all because no. it's too warm. No. Right. It's like a cold water set of creatures, you know? Um, but here it's the basis for everything. It seems, you know, like really is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I was told today by one of the biologists uh, that works for, for the expedition that leopard seals eat, you know, penguins when the penguins are here. But when the penguins leave, they eat krill. Yeah, I didn't and know that either. I was like, wow. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And that was, that was news to me. And so apparently, like, you know, much of the year, that's what they do mm -hmm. uh, is eat krill. Um, that's, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, the... The first time I ever saw krill, actually, I may have told you this, was in the Galapagos, mm -hmm. Galapagos Cruises. And there was, I've, I've seen this twice there. And it was, you know, on the mm -hmm. west side of the uh, of the archipelago where it, it is very cold water. Yeah. And um, and there was huge, it, 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 I actually thought that some other ship had come through and polluted the water. Because there was just these, like, sort of reddish... Right, you know, big bands of reddish going through the water, and I and I said, and I asked our local guide, I'm like, what is that? Like somebody has made a mess here, yeah. you know? And yeah. he was like, that's krill. Illegal. Yeah, that's I was it. like, that can't be legal. And yeah. he was like, that's krill. That's krill. And I was yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah, I know. And, yeah. So I want to know too, George. Like, how come we don't have T-shirts that say "License to Krill"? 
<laughs> of course, Krill- you would ask Krillamal. 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 Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's. Uh, I feel like you're onto something here. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, you know, with a little seabird there and goes yeah. Krillamal. Don't krill the messenger. I don't. Don't know. krill the messenger. Yeah. 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 Um, oh boy. Send us your krill shirt suggestions. Yeah. Everybody, this so is, we could we could get you know. This is an idea with legs. I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I think ten legs, if I remember right. <laughs> <laughs> to be specific. <laughs> to be yeah. specific. Yeah. Yeah. It's a krill. But magical and mysterious it was that I contemplated today as you did the snow petrol. Yes. And there's no petrol like snow petrol, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 inspiring me to sing, but I'll I'll spare everybody right. that for now. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> this thing is you took if you took a ivory gull and made it fly real good. Yeah. You know, like yeah. just like like a petrol does. Yeah. It's an all white petrol that lives in the snow. And it truly does live in the snow. It's like if you took an ivory gull and a pterodroma petrol, sort of, and squished them together. Squished them together. This might be kind of what you end up with. Yeah. I don't know that they have legs, but I guess some people saw them land, which is (laughs) interesting. I I saw one, like, go behind a berg and not come out the other side. And I was like, oh, my God, it landed on this berg. And there was one of the, the Zodiac groups was right there. And I saw them all lift their cameras. And I was like, oh, no. They're getting amazing photos of snow petrel on an iceberg. Mm-hmm. That's like was too much to bear. And what what confused me is that I thought, well, surely snow petrel cannot nest on ice. But again, one of the biologists says, you know, they usually don't, but they can. And I thought, how? Like how? Especially if it's a bird. You know, like a iceberg. These things move. They yeah. can flip. You know, how do you choose a piece of ice that's going to be static for the number of months you need need to nest in? Or are they just, it's like a crapshoot. Suddenly, I just, I need to know way more about snow petrel. Um, it doesn't, the only thing that makes sense about them being really sort of tied to snow is that they're white. Like, you're sort of, most of these birds that are super white are tied to snow. And petrels are marine. But these guys, you don't tend to see all, like, much in the middle of the ocean. They're usually near land or near ice or land that has ice, you know. And I thought, what a weird petrel. And in fact, if you look at the wings, did you notice that they're, like, not, they're a little rounded? Yeah. Little, little, they're sort of, like, kind of not. Petrally in the way not that you as, expect. Yeah, not as much like a, a like the southern fulmers we've been seeing everywhere, yeah. or yeah, the yeah. pterodromas, which you know range cover so yeah. much more range. Or yeah, they they are they're a little sort of uh, they're a little broader, um, right? Yeah. A little more rounded tipped. Yeah, as if they don't necessarily need them to be like hanging out way out in the middle of the ocean, like riding the waves. It's as if their entire world is living near the ice and they just shift a little north or south with the ice is my guess and i don't know that i mean i have to look them up but that many people have studied them it's like an odd it's a it's not and i wouldn't think it's an easy bird to study it can't be no i mean especially i mean who comes here in the winter like to the edge of the pack ice right you know 
to yeah. to study some of these birds like Antarctic petrel or yeah. or snow petrel. Um, right. You know, and and these seals too. Probably that's right. You know, they're, they're that's where they would be then, and there's no daylight, and you know, it's got to yeah. be extremely difficult conditions. And we were thinking, you know. I think yesterday that everything here migrates. They have to leave because all of this is just frozen. You know, there's nothing here for anything to eat. So the shags, the cormorants, Antarctic shags, where do they go? Like, they don't go to South America. They don't. So are they just at the edge of the ice, too? You know, and nobody sort of sees them because nobody's here right. in the middle of winter. Where do the Antarctic turns to? Some of them, a few of them go to South Africa. But, or do they just hang out at the ice edge? Um, it's amazing to me how much we don't know. And then this mystery that we've been kind of thinking about, this is like the lesser and greater snow petrels. The two types, yeah. The two types. There's like a bigger one and a little one, a smaller one. And what, you know, we look at the books and they sort of say, oh, greater snow petrel sort of occurs and certain part on the other side of Antarctica, but there's a few close to here, and they may hybridize, and there's all this sort of uncertainty. And um, it seems to us that the ones we saw in South Georgia were small, and the ones we're seeing here are bigger. So what is going on yeah. exactly? Are these great? What are we seeing? And yeah. Probably, probably nobody knows. I'm, I'm guessing. Maybe somebody knows. I mean, there, there are certainly some great research stations down here, and we're not that far from Palmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's, you know, a bunch of, right. a bunch of bio, uh, biologists and scientists. But is anybody really looking critically at some of these seabirds? Uh, I, I would love to know. But mm-hmm. I, I sort of, there's no way you could answer all the questions we're, we're asking. No, because we think. ask such good questions. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> oh, that that were true. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it was, we, we start, we kind of started talking about these two birds before we really got into their zone even. Um, and, and we were looking at the ones that we saw first on South Georgia and they really have, they do seem more delicate and they've got like a little tiny, you know, black bill. And, uh, and these ones, once we got to a little farther South, you know, then we we started to see these guys that did seem like they were thicker necked, have you know maybe a bigger bill, right? And and, uh, and a much heavier bill. There's a oh, there's a giant petrel. I thought it was a skua. And but, and they um, there there's an issue with birds that are white. Uh, typically, you don't have features, right? You just have white. Yeah. And so to even you know think about the fact that. Iceland gull, the white ones, and Glaucus gull are essentially the same, you know. Uh, and in some of the immature plumages, when they're whitish, second-year birds or whatever, they really are about the same. Little build difference in, in, in pattern, and it's all structure, right? It's all structure. And apparently, they're not even that closely related, Iceland and, you know, Glaucus. But if I if I just sort of said to you out of the blue, right, like, how about if there are two Glaucus gull species? I mean, I'm just making this up. Um, one of them's a little smaller, one's a little bigger, and they're isolated, whatever. You'd be like, huh, okay. Yeah. What's the difference? Size, structure. And it'd be really difficult as a field observer to sort of sort through sort that. Sort through that. Yeah. Right? So imagine that kind of level of, of, of a scene 
of being a little smaller, a little bigger, whatever, here, where very few people kind of get to go, and very few people are really keen on observing some of these details. So there could be something that's just completely missed, and maybe these graders are actually more more common than we think. Whatever, it's going to be interesting to look at all the photos afterwards and see if we can see these bill size differences in our images. And um, um, it's exciting just to have questions, you know. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if we answer them or if we're wrong or right or whatever. It's just like we have these questions that are sort of in our brains that I think that's part of what birding can be, right? Just It's funny, too, for this particular species is that I came here expecting that I would see lesser snow petrels and quite a few of them. And I think I'm going to go home with better photos and more photos of greater snow petrel. Um, But yeah, the species name for greater, right? The the subspecies name is Confusa, right? Oh. So um, yeah, perhaps uh, Mm -hmm. we're not alone, I suspect, Mm -hmm. in in having questions, it seems. So, Mm -hmm. but a great set of birds. And, you know, Confusa, isn't that the guy who's like, you know, he's got all the proverbs. All the yeah. proverbs, right? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Right. yeah. It's like fortune cookies. Yeah, different he's guy. Very, Confusa. very wise, Confusa. Really, oh, very okay. wise. Yes, because Confusa sounds like the person might not be that wise, right? Feels <laughs> confused. You would think, <laughs> given the name. Yeah, maybe I'm confused. Yes, I think I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things also that I'm kind of interested to do is between arriving here to the Antarctic Peninsula and leaving South Georgia, we saw something crazy. We saw a, the we saw the biggest iceberg known in the world. Yeah. A 76 a. Right. It's, I think it's named by the Canadians, right? Is that right? A, 76, it's, A. See, I, I thought of 76. I was trying to make it a Philadelphia thing. Oh, was, it's, uh, yeah. it's a Canadian-Philadelphia Yeah, connection. I'm sure that's oh, what it guys, is. Yeah. I, to, I, right. I, was, I was like, I'm not going to forget this name because it's 76, you know? Right. And I, I, I couldn't remember the name. Now yeah. I'll never forget. Yeah, A, 76, eh? A. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, it's, it is huge. I mean, I think... We arrived, and the funny thing was, right, we got, we get to where it is, we knew it was coming up, and we were all sort of anticipating arrival to see this big bird. And, and we're in the middle of the ocean, like, days from any place. Yeah. Right? Like, so. well below the, the Antarctic Convergence, south of South Georgia, what, a day and a half, two, two days, something like that? Right. No land near yeah. anywhere. No, yeah, out smack in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, and, and we, uh, we get to where we think it is, and we're socked in with fog and fog. mist, and right. we can't see anything. We know the berg is right. like one nautical mile away, which is about as close as the captain was comfortable yeah. uh, or, or was safe to, to get. And we couldn't see it. Yeah. And we knew it was there. And the glaciologist is on the, you know, the, the speaker basically saying, right, yes, here it is, and we can't see it. But he's describing almost yeah. like, you know, like a radio show where you're trying to describe the scene, but, <laughs> but, you, but you can't see a thing. Yeah, we're all kind of like, okay. Like, wah, yeah. Wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a bummer, but then, wouldn't you know it, we go to lunch, you know, and it's always a good move to go to lunch. You get you get some food, you know, and 
And while we're kind of wrapping up lunch, we get the announcement that the berg is barely coming into view. And we go out and we look, and all of a sudden it just clears right up. Mm-hmm. And then I think we had four hours more. We, 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 we paralleled the edge of this iceberg for about five hours. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an 84-mile-long, 16-mile-wide, 250-meter-thick iceberg. You, you're mixing, you're mixing know. your metric and yeah, yeah. Because I, I was like 120 kilometers by 30, <laughs> <laughs> and then I gave you the meters it's, at the end. Right, right. Then you're yeah. like, yeah, it's like trying to, yeah. Then you, then you mess me up with the meters. <laughs> I can't translate that into feet. Oh yeah, see, it all makes sense to me, but yeah, I know you're smart. Well, no, yeah, uh, <laughs> but I don't know how to respond to that. But <laughs> but, but the, the thing is, like the. It, you know, the thing is taller than the Walmart, folks. Yeah. Right? No, it's, <laughs> it's way like, taller. Like, the part yeah. that was above the water was, what, 75 meters or something like that above and then the water. Like, that's one-tenth of the actual depth. Yeah. Right? So it's it's huge. And then you know, um, we had a person on our, our trip, um, Catherine, who did calculations on what this means as far as like trying to put it into perspective. She said it's enough water in there to fill all of California six feet in depth. All of California, six feet in depth. That's ridiculous. I know. (laughs) I mean, when this thing melts, it actually will probably be like a little tiny increment of, of increase in the ocean that maybe somebody could measure it because it's that much water yeah i mean it was it was um it was immense you couldn't even really process what you're looking at but i mean in addition to just how enormous it was one of the i mean the coolest thing is birders for us was that it's it's given away a lot of water to the ocean there um you know there's there's it's it is actively melting and, and and there's probably some nutrients being released i imagine from the um, but also there's just a lot of fresh water hitting the salt water. And, and, and seabirds also, also don't fly over it, so they go around the thing. They were stacked all along the edge. all over the edge. All along the edge. I mean, it, sometimes it was dozens, sometimes it was hundreds, and sometimes, sometimes it was thousands, man. Like yeah. those prions, the Antarctic prions, the southern fulmers, um, it was just, and it was for like... mantled albatrosses are our biggest numbers. I mean, the Ebert yeah. uh, trip switch was going off, you know. Yeah. Those 40 here, 30 here, whatever, you know. That like, was amazing. And, and, and they were displaying, they were doing a lot of courtship flights, and other times they were just whipping around. I started trying to, uh, and I'm, I'm just... I can't help but note that I just saw a snow petrel go past, oh. and I just saw a southern fulmer go past. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I, you know, it, it was, I started thinking like, all right, how many species can I photograph in that flying past in front of the world's biggest iceberg? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I got to go through my photos and check, mm-hmm. but like, it's at least like yeah. six Pintados. or seven or eight. Yeah, there was a lot of Pintado petrels, Southern Fulmers, Antarctic prions were the thing that were in the greatest number. I mean, and, there were prions are like a little seabird. They're, they're gray. In fact, we learned the other day that, that the... Robert Cushman Murphy, the big seabird biologist in, in the Southern Hemisphere back in the 30s and so forth, 
uh, he realized these birds and blue petrels had um, a color that made them kind of melt into the water in, in terms of the colorations, almost like they, they were um, camouflaged. And he took back this color and said to the Navy, you should paint your ships this color. And the ships now in the U.S. Navy are prion. They're, you know. Prion gray. Prion gray yeah. is, uh, is the, the color that they chose. So it's these gray birds with black, little black M. They have different bill sizes depend, depending on the species to filter out krill again. Krill's big deal. And, um, but they're, they're just in droves. And they're, they're smaller than a shearwater, like way smaller. And they're really agile. Like, like Super little, hard to keep track right. of. Yeah, they're, they, they, uh, and there's the species that we see here like, provide serious identification challenge. Right. Overwhelmingly, we see Antarctic prions, um, but we did see some quite a few slenderbills to start the trip close to the Falklands, and very few fairies. Fairy prion Fairy was one prion. of your, I know it was a lifer for you, and it was that one of my true. most pleasing birds to see as well. I just saw, I saw one really well and photographed it actually right alongside an Antarctic prion, which made it easier to spot. I was like, whoa, that one's different, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, they were few and far between. Maybe we'll see some more going back. But yeah, along the edge of that berg, and one of the things that uh, I think it was Fabrice, the uh, ornithologist on board here, said is that that he, and I, he he said that the some of the water that was melting off of that berg was it was creating a ton of fresh water all around the edge of the berg, and that that actually was bad for the krill to the point that they were struggling, maybe dying even, and that there was probably a whole bunch of dead krill oh, wow. right along the edge of that berg, which is, we again, we had to remain one nautical mile at least away from it um, just for safety reasons. But um, you could see there were thousands of birds along it, and we were along it for about five hours. Yeah, um, It was just an incredible spectacle. The idea that you're going along a piece of ice for hours and hours nonstop. And it's flat-topped. You know, don't get the idea of this, like, you know, sort of iceberg, like, with a point. It's just like a flat, you know... Completely flat on top. It's like a mesa. Otherwise, it's like a wall. Yeah, you could land an airplane on the thing, probably, you know, if if you... It's so flat. Yeah. And, um, And this, we learned also that the... Even the name of the thing tells you roughly which piece it is, where it broke off. Um, it's from the Larsen A shelf, which is in the Weddell Sea. And the, I think they get named Larsen A. Larsen and, B, Larsen C. Right. And, and then Larsen A and Larsen B, I gather, are mostly gone. Right. right, but Larson C still has right. quite a big chunk. And then, as it breaks off, any piece that is bigger than twenty uh, square kilometers gets tracked and gets given a name. Anything smaller than, and you think, "Wow, nineteen square kilometers is a huge piece of ice," but it's not worth tracking because yeah. there's so much huge ice down here that you know that 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 is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. That, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. Uh, Nineteen square kilometers. It's smaller than that. Doesn't bear. It doesn't. Doesn't bear, bear attention. And I th- didn't. Somebody also say that if you put this into perspective of a state, it was nearing the size of Rhode Island. That was my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to take a look. I mean, we should be able to do those calculations. But yeah. And and yeah. it's almost the same size as South Georgia Island. 
right. you know, which is a huge island. Yeah. You know? And the fact that we saw this thing, got to bird it, you know, who gets to bird the biggest iceberg in the world? For five hours. For five hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, I didn't think that, I mean, the day before that, and we'll, we'll I guess we're going to talk about uh, our experience in South Georgia later, and we, we had a pretty spectacular experience leaving there that we can discuss another time, but, um, you know, that was amazing. And, and, and setting that aside for a minute, though, the next day, mm-hmm. the next day was the day we arrived at the Antarctic Peninsula. Right. And that ended up being a really, really surprising day. Yeah. Really surprising. Yeah. Um, we, 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 we had three days at sea leaving South Georgia. We arrived, what, here on the third day. Um, in, in the afternoon. Right. Late in the afternoon, having been at sea, you know, for three days, basically. And uh, the whole time that we're at sea, we're thinking about kind of the ultimate tube nose that you look for on this trip. It's kind of the one it's, that's named for the continent, the Antarctic petrel. Uh, which is in its it's it's in its own genus. It's um, it's just kind of a, a cipher of a bird. It's mm-hmm. sort of it's. Yeah, you asked me uh, at the start, like which bird do you most want to see here? Because you know I've been here before, but I haven't seen everything. You you always miss something, and I was like Antarctic petrel. Yeah, and you said, well, there's other really good ones. No, Antarctic petrel. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's the one it. I want. That's what. Just seems to be like um, not common. Like a lot of people just never see it in the Antarctic. Unpredictable. Like, unpredictable. It. Uh, I, I don't know anything about it except that it's one of the southernmost birds, breeding birds in the world. Right. That and the South Polar Skua are the southernmost breeding birds in the world because they go and fly inland in Antarctica to find find cliffs. Where they can nest, you know, inland. About as inhospitable right, a place as you can imagine. So I was like, I, I want to see that thing. Yeah. So we were looking for it. We were for Big three time. days. For three days, yeah, like, everybody like on this boat was had that bird in mind and was out on deck looking, looking, looking. People were giving up hope. There was despair. And, you know, finally... The third day, we get in here, and we we get into the Weddell Sea, and, you know, we wanted... We, yeah, Antarctic Sound, right? Yeah, we, yeah, via the Antarctic Sound and the Erebus and Terror, the Gulf of the Erebus and Terror. That's, those are a couple great... That's a couple great names, the Erebus and Terror, those named for the two ships. Uh, I believe it was a Captain Cook expedition, if I remember correctly. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Dude taught us about it, but I didn't listen that much. But he he said Erebus, but he was British. Okay, yeah, I have no idea. If I'm Erebus and Terra. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably correct. Right. I trust him more than I trust myself. That's for sure. But we went through those two bodies of water past. Um, oh boy, I'm forgetting the name of the island. Um, a couple islands, yeah. and and we expected it. We were like, okay, then we're gonna the ice to- Graham Land or something. That's you not know, the one I was thinking Graham of. Graham Cracker Land? It, no. That's what it was. It was that's Graham like Cracker Land. Graham Cracker yes. Land. It, it was right. just past S'mores Island. Yeah. S'mores Island. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's no. right up. <laughs> yeah. Maps made by Alberto. Farms. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> Lane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, but we got past those two bodies of water, and the ice charts showed that we were supposed to hit a lot of ice. Yeah. And too much. Yeah, too much to really do anything. You and can't we, go anymore. Yeah, and we God, got there, and there close. was there was no ice, and we just kept going and going and going and going, and you know, all of a sudden we start thinking, man, maybe we could make it to Snow Hill Island. Yeah. Imagine that. That's, you know, Emperor's Nest at the end of that thing. If we could make it anywhere near there, you know, we might have a chance. But, you know, we're getting this. I'm, you were looking out outside, okay? You're out there, you're working. I was working inside because we had this uh, um, sort of summary of the day and what's going to happen and the plan and whatever. We're Mm -hmm. all inside. Everybody's in there. Everybody but about what twenty or thirty of us who yeah. who were who were playing hooky, playing and, hooky, and hanging so out I'm on the there. top deck. And you know the expedition leader and the whole thing, you know, is going on and everything, you know, that what we're going to do and whatever. And I have my radio on because I just went walkie-talkie, huh? walkie-talkie, and I suddenly hear turning petrol, turning petrol, turning petrol, and and uh, you know, and everybody like hears this, and I said to the expedition leader. Antarctic petrol, and I thought that you know, I thought that was that code for that like, was code for like, like drop everything. Every, you you stop talking right now. <laughs> we leave now. And we leave now. But he kept on talking, and then suddenly it was like this awkward <laughs> moment where I was like, "What do we do?" Uh, and then a bunch of some people just left, right? right. And they started going, but uh, fortunately it was right at the end. So we got then it was like everybody go up, you know, Antarctic petrol, go up, go up, go up. Yeah, and I, yeah, it I'm, happened. I'm, I was up there, and I, I just, I, I, there was, you know, we were all looking in all directions, and all of a sudden the call goes up, and I always say about this bird, you don't really find them, they find you, mm-hmm. and that's, it seems that way every time I've seen them, I haven't seen very many, but every time I've seen them, it's because they come in high mm-hmm. over the boat, and nobody sees them until they're right over the boat, mm-hmm. and and they're usually close. And it kind of reminds me of looking for like a white-tailed tropic bird in North Carolina. Like if mm-hmm. you know you, you, what happens is all of a sudden they come in high, and people you know we're so trained while seabirding to look at the horizon, mm-hmm. look at the horizon, look below the horizon or just above it. Right. These things come in way up high. They're over the boat before you even know it, and usually they check the boat out for a while. Sometimes they'll even follow the boat for a long time. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that experience. Um, so when you got that call on the radio, I thought I, I, I saw that the the call had gone. I was like, I'm going to just make sure that that transmission got through. I ran down the steps, two flights of steps. I see people coming up the steps, and I'm like, the word got out. And they're like, Yeah, the word got out. Where is it? And I'm like, Okay, let's go back up. And we get back up, and I see the birds go over over the back deck and make a beeline directly away. And I was like, Oh man, they're gone. They're gone. Uh-oh. That's it. But it wasn't it. It wasn't no. it. No. We kept cruising south. We we had another pair that came in, did pretty much the same thing. Super right. quick, super quick uh, visit, and some folks saw them, some folks didn't. But then we finally got to Snow Hill, Snow Hill Island. Could I just say something about the the Antarctic petrels? First time I'd ever seen them, and, and uh, I, uh, I. You, the the near relative is the the pintado, which is this checkered black and white thing, super abundant, super abundant, this, white belly, white under under wing with a black leading edge, black head, you know, with a really 
clean cut in um, sort of hood. One of the most uh, common and one of the most beautiful birds right, we see right. on this trip. And pintado for painted, right? And um, <laughs> the description that Steve Howell in his book gives for the Antarctic petrel is like a pintado that's been organized. <laughs> because it, all, it's all the white actually flows through the, the central part of the wing. Yeah. And there's no patchiness. It's sort of like little brownish, brownish head, actually not black, but brownish. Yeah. White belly. The underparts are similar, underwings similar to a pintado, but above, it's like a, a brownish wing with just a big white stripe down yeah. the primaries and secondaries. Unlike the black and white, sort of checkerboard thing. And I have to admit, that might be one of the most, the best descriptions. And a very apt description. Apt, right? Yeah. So anybody could say, if you knew Pintado Petrol, and I always thought they're going to look like them, they don't. No. They, and they don't act Structurally, like they're, they're, they're similar but different. Right. And, yeah, and plumage-wise and, and behavior-wise. Right. And, and that, that surprise is what is so good about, you know, people want to see lifers. They want to see new things. For me, it's seeing something and going, oh, it's nothing like I expected. Yeah. It's not like a Pintado. It's not. Yes. And like you said, they come in high, whatever. And anyway, I just thought I'd share that yeah. sort of observation and, and Steve Howell's perfect. <laughs> I kept watching people the day before during the iceberg, like wa watching the distance through scopes, trying to spot them. And I thought, you know, they might spot one that way. But the odds are if there's one around, it's going to show up overhead before anyone sees it mm -hmm. like it'll find us you hold it yeah and and that's what happened and we and we had we ended up with at least three maybe four pairs it was right. difficult to tell that day but they were all way more interested in each other than they mm -hmm. were in us and they were, we're not they that were, interesting we're not that interesting right and and they yeah. were they were they were displaying they were doing these display flights it was and wild our listeners know that we're not that interesting yeah, yeah. they definitely know that no, <laughs> no, no no not news to them but the coolest part was and uh and i i i'm not sure how we're doing on time here we may we may be may may have some time no, here. we're we're fine okay we're yeah fine. we're fine yeah it's very different here recording you know you know in the observation lounge compared to to back at the ranch, but, um, but yeah, the, the ranch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so we, we, you know, we, we've navigated all the way down into the wet LC, you know, much further South than any of us thought we'd have yeah. any chance of getting. Right. We actually do get to the edge of snow Hill Island and at the South and Southwest end, that's where this emperor colony is. And, uh, and nobody, sees emperors no emperor penguins are the the best known penguin and we know the little babies with the white faces and you've seen them on tv and you've seen them dancing and stuff on videos and movies and whatever but actually nobody sees that's emperors. what people don't realize i think a lot of people <laughs> think if you go to antarctica you'll see emperor penguins right. but the truth is that i mean it's got to be I, I don't know if it's helicopters need to be involved Icebreakers and helicopters, typically you need right. to be on an icebreaker boat that has a helicopter to have a chance. And, and uh, that's insane, folks. Like, yeah. You know, that's the level. you got to get so far down the ice, breaking it with, with that icebreaker, and then launching your helicopter and, you know, and, and putting people maybe a couple of miles from a colony and then walking over to it to see these things. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how it happens. 
Yeah, and finally we got to the edge of the fast ice where it connects with Snow Hill Island, and sure enough, you know, there was, there was what, seven or eight or ten or more um, emperors right there. And I and and it, it just blew our minds. We all of a sudden we we, we were we were straining and looking and trying to oh, find no, them. that that same the radio. I got to say the ra- I, my my side of it was hearing you on the radio earlier on, before, like we succeeded really. And you said, "Emperors on the water, emperors on the water." You know, behind the boat or something. Emperors, and I thought. Everybody rushed to go see, you know, these things in water, and you were the only one that saw them. It was pretty painful. It was like it was only it was, person who saw it. Was, them. It was the most bittersweet thing. A ship full of birders. <laughs> the only thing at that moment that he wanted to see is emperor. One hundred and ninety people on and board. You have seen it, and they can't. Yeah, that was really, really bitter. And I, and I had a whole bunch <laughs> oh of people God. standing around right. me at the moment and that I pointing. spotted them. Right. Yeah, and I yelled it out. I like at first, what happened was like I just saw. I was looking in some ice. There was like little bits of ice, and I just saw a couple things. I was like, "Are those heads poking out there? Like those like little penguin heads?" And I put my bins on them, and I was like, "They are." I was like, "Those are emperor penguin heads." And I was like, "No, wait a minute." And then they kind of disappeared. And then all of a sudden, two came up like in beautiful view, and I was like, "Holy lord, these really!" I was, you know, and I just immediately screamed, "Emperor penguin, emperor penguin!" And I, you know, I had to turn back away from the birds to scream it to make sure everybody heard me over the wind and the engine and everything. And then I called on the radio as well to make sure everybody on the boat knew that there were some emperor penguins back there. Because we're thinking, you know, this, I'm thinking this could be it. it. You know, we might not see any other ones. And then I turned back, you know, to try to relocate them and I can't find them. Yeah. And and I, and I scanned around, and then I actually, what I did was I did a quick, like, with my camera, I did, like, I kind of covered the area and did a little spray and pray, in, and uh, and later, and I, I checked the photos, like, pretty quickly, and I was like, there's nothing here, yeah. you know, because I was like, man, no one's going to believe me. No one's going to believe I know. I, gonna, maybe. But, but I looked later, I don't know if I told you this, but I looked later, and I actually have a photo Ooh. with an emperor poking its head out of the water. Wow. I'll, maybe I'll post it to our Instagram right. later for folks and to see. a little later, you know, we're all up there on some scopes. I've got a scope, and I see this thing, too, you know, way, but it was like a mile away. And I said, that's a huge penguin. That's it. And I thought, well, how do I, you know, what, what do we, how do we do this? Because it's so far away that it's not, you know, and at that time, and I'm also, or maybe I've got it wrong. It's like a regular penguin, it's not that far away. Then uh, this ice flow in front comes in front of this bird, and it has four uh, daily penguins closer in than it, it, it is. And those things are tiny compared to this thing. I was like, that's it. You know, there it is. So I, I got a lot of people on this, and we got scopes and there. But it was a black you know, it was it, it was a cutout of a right. penguin that was all black because <laughs> you couldn't see anything on it. And uh, I remember people were high fiving because they'd seen an emperor penguin. They they they, they knew, knew it was it. Right, right. So they they, in a sense, from from the listing perspective, they, they had they it. Had it yes. Right. For for me, I'm like, but that's not seeing an emperor penguin. Right. And it was, it was not what you would call a deeply satisfying right. view. And minutes later, it's like there was one sleeping on an ice floe on the other side of the boat where suddenly it was like closer and in the scopes you could see color. And then 
there were more, you know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you said. Like, there's some like, over there. There's you, know, you get an emperor penguin. You get an emperor penguin. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're everywhere. It was, it was crazy, crazy. And and the captain just sort of slowed everything down. He's like, just slow the ship. It's masterful. And he stopped right next to this one flow of like it's pancakes, pancake ice, yeah, with two emperor adults. Because a lot of people see emperors out out and about sometimes on on these trips, and they're juveniles. But these were adults with the you know yellow orangey color and the whole deal. And then I I noticed he put his side thrusters on, yeah. so he could like actually he moved the the boat sideways towards the penguins. The penguins were oblivious. Yeah, like they, they, they were they just were like, like they were just doing their thing. They're doing the thing. Like they weren't even you know they were, and then eventually they start preening. They you know one of them does a little sledding on his tobogganing, on his, tobogganing yeah. on his belly. There's others in the distance. People had gone to sleep. It was late. Yes. It was like 10 p.m. That was the best. Was yeah. Ted, Ted Floyd has a photo of a couple of our folks in their bathrobes and pajamas and slippers with their like binocular harnesses around their, right. their you know, their, their ship white bathrobes right. because they'd been, they were in bed. They were, you know, right. it was like, what time was it? It was 9.30 or 10 or something. I right. Yeah. And the expedition crew all came out. Um, the, the ship ornithologist said, you have just done one of the most amazing things. You've seen Emperor where it's supposed to be, doing what it does, right? On the ice, adults coming back to from foraging. It wasn't the, this lost individual some, somewhere else a little further north that just looked like out of place. You were in their realm. You got there, and you saw this, you know. And, peop- and the captain was out there taking photos, the whole thing. And, uh, the, you know... People were out of the bar. The bar was full. The bar was full. My belly was full after I left the bar. Right. Yeah. 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 Man, it was, it really was. I mean, like, and I, the the emperors were astounding. Um, The scene was astounding. And meanwhile, like, there's snow petrels in Antarctic, there was a pair of Antarctic petrels that kept coming in, and they were just, they circled the boat. Um, the Antarctic you, you didn't know where to look. Yeah, it was really it was, and people were were hugging. Yeah, you know, they were, they yeah. were up top hugging. Yeah, uh, they were high fiving. Um, every time the the captain is 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 named for anything, cheers go up because they know that a captain doesn't need to do this. They don't yeah. need to like go way out of their way, like just. Just to make things happen for an expedition, because this is this is an expedition cruise. It's not. You it's know, not a luxury cruise. No, no yeah, luxury cruise. Although we have a piano. It's true. There's a grand two. piano right over there. We got we're, beer. We're, we got, we're in the observation lounge. It's pretty nice. You can get Negronis made with uh, yeah, iceberg, glacial ice. Uh, yeah. So uh, hold on a second. Yeah. Maybe this is like the ultimate cruise, right? <laughs> Conceivably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, that, yeah, it's just the the idea that the person knew that there were so many people interested and and the captain just went for it maybe even had fun going through the ice together you could there. tell he enjoyed it cuz yeah, i think they got here thinking this is never possible right this is never possible especially right. in november i mean let's be honest that the part of the reason we were able to do this the climate change 
you you worry that that's part of the part of the right part of the program here is that why the reason we were able to get so far south yeah. is because of that. But uh, well, maybe wind. I don't yeah, know. It, it could it could I be mean, both. Yeah, both it, it could yeah. be a combo. Yeah. It's hard to say. Um, but but the, I mean, certainly a week before they looked at ice charts from six days earlier, and it was it was completely impassable. impassable. Yeah, impossible. yeah, impassable, impossibly impassable. Right. Yeah. So yeah, um, we waltzed on in. It That's was. what we did. We yeah. just like. And it was like, oh, we can keep on going south. We can keep on going south. We can, it was like, oh, you know, we're almost at Snow Hill. And that, hmm. I did not pick when you asked me, you know, sort of your most wanted bird, emperor penguin. There's a reason. Well, Antarctic petrels are cool. But my thought was the chance of seeing one was so low that I didn't want to build it up. Yeah, and if we saw one, it was going to be a crappy view. Yes, of a, a juvenile, maybe distant on some little flow. Right. Like that thing I saw, the first yeah, thing right. I saw, right, <laughs> like a mile away, where I, I knew what it was, but oh man, you know, ah, uh, that would yeah. have been like that would have been You're the worst. Like, okay, great, yay, yay. we saw it, we saw yeah. it, sort of, kind of. So yeah. that's what I thought. So I Me didn't want to. That was my like, expectation as well. Yeah. I, I, I don't and. Nobody could have expected uh, what we what the encounter the, we got the close the, yeah the the conditions we encountered in scopes sitting there for a long time full colors big yeah. fat penguin bellies super fat man really oh, fat gosh. Yeah. full of krill I guess huh full like of super krill. super fat fish uh, yeah they're more fish, fish eaters aren't fish they eaters, yeah, right. yeah, that's yeah. right yeah. but uh, I just uh, and nobody can believe it still yeah. that it happened it was like magic. And I, I posted something about it on Facebook. Yes. And somebody said they cried. Yeah. I was like, wow. yeah, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I think there's going to be a moment, like, uh, later on we, when we contemplate, after it's all the adrenaline's gone, we're, we're going to say, like, whoa, you know, like, it's a kind of spiritual moment. Yeah. Big old penguin. It was. It was a special thing. Special thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have more to discuss about Antarctica. We want to. We we do want to do this. You know, it's not often we get to record in person together. It's probably never going to happen again that we get to record together in Antarctica. Right. So right. Um, next time it could be Alaska. Yeah, that's true. Alaska could certainly. Hint, hint. Yes. Stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we do. Uh, we want to give you guys the rundown as well on um, some of the other stuff we saw. So we, we've got at least one more coming. Um, but uh, yeah, anything else we should share with folks out before we <laughs> sign off? We here? don't have very good internet. We are catching up on things like the World Cup has started. Um, Boy, Argentina! Argentina! Yikes. I know. I'm worried that if this continues. Like we got to fly through there. Argentina to get have, home. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm worried that you know that the city of Ushuaia is going to be up in flames, being burnt by it the. It could be a pretty ugly by scene, the folks, because yeah. uh, they better win a game. And um, right, yeah, and uh, but still early, still early, still yeah. early. But good lord, what what in turn? Yeah, I mean, goodness, amazing, amazing. Yeah, crazy news. Yeah. I, that's all I got to say. I, th- I heard your Eagles won. Oh, the, Eagles, right? the Eagles, Eagles, the Eagles weren't back. They resumed Las their Aguilas. winning ways. They they squeaked out a victory. They're nine and one. Still, oh the, still the you know that's best record in football. The fake football. Okay, yeah, <laughs> oh, here he goes. Fake football. Here he goes. Heavens.
That's, yeah. <laughs> we should end it there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back soon. And thanks, Coa Sport Optics. Thanks, Quark Expeditions. Thanks, everybody, that is uh, helping us do what we're doing here. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back more, right. more soon. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye.